Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Bizarre Junkies Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Austin Albert. Do we have we ever had another host, Lana? I don't think so. Oh well, then Honestly. yeah, then I'm just your host. Then maybe That's how just me. <laughs> May- she's trying to upgrade her. So she just became a producer, and she's like, I can be host now too. <laughs> uh, we have Lana on the deck today, but we are joined by uh, a great friend of the show, who's also another producer of the show. We have Franny on again. Franny. Woo 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 woo. What's up, everybody? What's up, Kawaii? <laughs> Um, it's for Travi. Travi in, in Japan. Travi in Japan. <laughs> yeah, how dare he leave us of all this week especially. Like he needs a break. Let him let him take a He break. don't need nothing. He need to <laughs> do his job. <laughs> uh Lana, Franny, and I were out till way late last night. I mean, can we did we all get home around one? Well, you probably not. You live way closer than we do, but well, no, I I I was home by like one one fifteen. Yeah, I would think I was home one thirty. You were yeah, home one thirty. Like yeah, yeah, and then we're back here. Yeah, we did early, it. bright and early, bright and early. Hell yeah! But our main guest for today, who honestly, like, I don't even know how to do an introduction for you, but you are like when when Franny told me you were, you were coming on, I was like, oh, hell yeah, Franny out here working. I don't have to do anything now. <laughs> He's getting me guests. Lana's getting me guests. I don't have to do anything. Like, hell yeah, it makes it easy. We have Mr. Santino on. Santino, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. I. Big fan of the show, so I was really uh, touched when Franny was like, "Hey, man, want to come on?" Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like when he told me you were, I was like, "Of this show?" <laughs> <laughs> Anything spooky, paranormal, of course. Love it. Well, that's why we're all here. We're all here because we love shitting ourselves at three <laughs> in the morning watching videos, like Franny and I did. Of course. Well, yeah. I don't know if it was three in the morning, but you and I literally bodied the whole Marble Hornet series on YouTube in one day. Yeah, dude. That and then was you intense. dropped me off at like 8 p.m. And I was like, I don't want to go to dude, sleep. Dude, you made me walk you home. We live we live like around the corner from each other. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to walk home alone, dude. Slenderman's going to get me. I was like, I'll walk you home. And then, I'm, I, and then I have to walk home by myself. And I was like, but I'm did just going to Did you not it. drive then yet? No. Oh, so we, okay. Because there was a point where like, as long as your mom was home, we're like, we have a car. That's true. We have the minivan. Which, yeah. rest in peace to that thing. She just sold it. Nothing happened to it. No, I, I thought she just traded it in for a new car. But yeah, like, yeah, she yeah. Did. But like, rest, that van, like the amount of stuff that has happened in that van. Y- yeah, <laughs> like especially like 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 Mia's Kinsey, like just those drives back and forth, where like most of us were illegally sitting. It's a good van. Oh yeah, is good van. <laughs> Cram like fifteen people in there. The whole Kinsey squad's in there. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, let's get right into it. So, Santino, you are a special effects artist, guru, you could say content that. creator. Yeah, you do a lot. So let's go ahead, and I'll let kind of Franny do this because you were the one who were who brought Santino in. So I feel like you should do the honors of really introducing and like explaining his accolades and everything. Okay, pressure's on. <laughs> pressure's on. Welcome. You're now the official co-host of Bizarre Junkies for today. Okay, so I met Santino like. Kind of randomly, like we we just kind of sort of just started messaging each other on Instagram. On Grinder, yeah. And yeah. then I started going to uh, Immortal Masks. Shout out Immortal Masks, um, just to go and and learn from uh, one of their owners, Andrew Freeman. I he was teaching me like sculpting techniques, all that stuff. And um, Santino started working there like right at the same time. Mm-hmm. So me and Santino always just kind of like like what's up dude how you doing just you know um but since i since knowing or since ever since i got to know santino like just learning about his background and all the stuff that he's done is it's it's honestly it's 
impressive and it's inspiring to say the least like he's worked on star trek you've worked with doug jones Mm -hmm. on even your own project odd compelling tales yeah which we'll we'll talk about more later um you're and am i hearing this you're emmy nominated or the work you've been on has been emmy nominated yeah yeah well you're emmy nominated you're you're an emmy winner yeah yeah you (laughs) should start upcharging for for that like uh i was um we had the stanley cup in here the other day okay um and uh, the neighbor next door he is a physical therapist and so like he came in took a picture with it and i was like ron you gotta tell these people like nobody's gonna cross check you yeah be like yeah i helped the knights you know i helped them out so much they're so thankful they brought the cup to me (laughs) let me see it you charge more Right. Yeah. Like 100%. now, that's what you have to do. <laughs> well, you know, with the uh, the way the industry is right now, uh, nobody's making anything. So, <laughs> well, because there's still the strikes going on strikes curr- still going currently, on. and uh, so now's my chance to get in there. Yeah. There's actually a, I've heard a really shit thing to do. Oh, 100. Yeah. yeah. No, what what is it called? You're you're yeah, scab. Scab. Yeah. 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 There's a guy on TikTok who's like, I I'll be a scab, and then he just got canceled, and it's like, yeah. all right, well, what did we learn here? Yeah, no, you got to support the unions. I mean, these these people work so hard, and all they're asking for is a is a fair shake. So like, especially in L.A., like, come on, make oh. it make it fair in L.A. Yeah, like a studio is like sixteen to eighteen hundred dollars a month. I mean, I don't know how anybody does it. So God bless them. I I support them one hundred percent. They're out there marching every day in the in the heat and everything. So more power to them. Agreed. More power to them. Uh, when are we gonna start our own union? That's a great uh-huh. question. <laughs> When are we unionizing, Lana? When are we gonna create a create a union? When are we gonna stand up to Travis? I thought we already did that. <laughs> oh man, We're oh, there. I was left out. Fuck! <laughs> Damn, they started the union. I'm not in it. <laughs> when people are giving me free food, I think I'm part of the union. I'll do anything you tell me to do. <laughs> so last night you would have felt you were part of the union. Totally. No, they, the didn't barcode me, they didn't give me free food. He would have. You just needed to order. But I get no, it. We were so in the, the bar. Yeah, wasn't giving me free food. That weird guy was just trying to buy me dinner and make it seem like he was doing me a favor. The the guy. Well, I don't want to say his name. No, no, no. I know. No, don't say his name. But the guy. The guy. Yeah, but like the uh, he was rubbing money in my face, and I didn't I, like it. I was right there when he did yeah. that. I was right there when he did that, and I was like, "What a cornball!" Yeah, <laughs> are, we, are we playing? Are we playing big bank take little bank? <laughs> I should have knowing that. If he that has I, a big bank, he has a little dick. <laughs> <laughs> now that's bizarre. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Santino, let's go ahead and get a little bit into your history. So what had what? fueled you to start all of this and not necessarily just special effects but like your curiosity into this whole realm that we kind of share sure yeah no so it's weird because i mean obviously like i had a weird childhood growing up in general like i grew up in like outskirts of pittsburgh pennsylvania which for some reason or another that just has like a weird paranormal vibe to it already i mean i lived on a 17 acre farm surrounded by woods so already that like ominous spooky feeling was kind of everywhere jeepers creepers was in your hundred percent hundred percent okay but um i don't know it's weird because like my family has told me for years that like as a kid i talked to ghosts all the time all the time specifically one that has apparently stayed with me my whole life um a little boy named Corey. me too really on the episode that just came out this week we found out that lana we did a we had a medium on the show and she did a live reading and she said that it's a it's a little boy that's been with you like forever yeah that's dope (laughs) yeah no it's crazy because i i also went and saw a medium at one point and um like i walked in the room and like before we even got started she was like oh hello i see we have a guest i'm like what What do you mean (laughs) 
And she goes, don't freak out. She's like, but You should have started freaking. You should have been like, oh my God. Well, the thing is, is like, again, as a kid, like I, I called him my imaginary friend. He's right. Like, oh, Corey, you know, he's with me all the time. But I explained to my family that like he was a little boy who drowned on Halloween night. And that's just how I always knew him to be. Now, Whoa. thinking that's an imagination going wild, you know. But uh, all these years later, I was out here in California. It was like right at the start of the pandemic. So I was had nothing else oh, to do. Perfect timing. Perfect time to go see a medium. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and she was like, don't freak out. But you you have a, a little a little spirit with you. I said, well, you know, what, what do you mean by that? And she's like, well, she's like, he's not malevolent. She goes, I don't get anything bad from it. She goes, he's just like a little guardian angel. It seems like he's been with you a long time. And she goes, I don't know why, but, like, I get the sense that it has something to do with water. She's like, I feel like I can't breathe a little bit. <gasps> she said, so something, when I tell you goosebumps immediately, like, I was like, all right, maybe there's some legitimacy to this. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So Corey kind of has been, like, this ominous little figure that has uh, inspired me most of my life and, and is a big influence on on my show, Odd Compelling Tales, that, that we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it started there, and then... I was always like a, a quiet, shy kid. Uh, went to a uh, Christian academy growing up. Yeah. Wrong place for me. <laughs> no, actually, no. To be fair, that's the right place for you because then yeah. it turns you into what you are now. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they hated me. Um, I was <laughs> I was literally labeled a witch and a satanist like from the time I was hail like, Satan. <laughs> honestly, and 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 it has haunted me but like also like been something that i've just like kind of embraced like not that i actually worship satan you know but i i definitely uh have embraced the whole like oh he's a witch he's weird spooky whatever um but it was because i liked monster movies you know frankenstein was like the first movie i saw that like i was like oh i think guillermo del toro said it in an interview and it's the best way to describe it he's like first time i saw frankenstein i was like oh that's my jesus and it's like 100% true. Yeah. It's like, what the that's it. That's that's what I want to. What emulate. religion is this? <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I am on board for it. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, I think it's because I think inherently with all children, when they see Frankenstein, they resonate with him because he's basically a big child that's like not being taught anything. He's just thrust into the world. No explanation as to why he's here, what he's meant to do. And he makes a series of mistakes and then is labeled a monster and, and feels ostracized. So for like a weird, shy kid that's labeled a witch and everything, I was like, that's my guy. You know? <laughs> like, hey, well, hold on, hold on. It's a little too close for comfort here with the, the correlations. Just a bit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that, and then it kind of just evolved. I mean, it was a love of Halloween growing up my whole life. Um, my mom was an artist, and, uh, and my stepmom is a tattoo artist. My dad's a musician. So I kind of grew up around, like, just art in general. So I was naturally inclined, always sketching, things like that. Uh, that eventually turned into uh, doing, like, home haunts, you know, decorating the house up. Yeah. And uh, we did that for, like, Oh gosh, like I think it was like six years we did it as a yearly event. And every year it would like just get bigger and bigger. Started as like, oh, just walk through the yard, come get candy. We'd decorate like a graveyard or whatever. By the final year, we had three mazes. Live executions. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> a little show. Yeah, it was like a big thing. And and uh all the neighborhood kids would just come and it became like a like a safe haven for so for like where do you live because i'm going there for halloween <laughs> in rural newcastle pennsylvania damn yeah damn <laughs> but uh no big big shout out to my folks for for 
putting up with that all the years, you know, just like, hey, I'm going to plant corn in the side yard so we can have a corn <laughs> maze. And they're like, can we at least harvest it yeah, afterwards? Right. Then we're okay with it. The, well, they drew the line there. They were like, you can't plant corn. We live in a suburban neighborhood. They're like, how about we just like build walls and then tie corn to it? So then my dad and I would like go out late at night and like illegally just happened to come across corn. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh. Well, hey, you want to be spooky? You got to do spooky shit, okay? Hey. That's right. Spooky shit may involve theft, okay? <laughs> I, I'm, I don't make the rules here. I'm just telling you how it is. No, no, 100%. It, it was just uh, really good memories and, and a lot of fun. And it, like I said, it just became a cool place in my small town because it wasn't necessarily the safest town. There's a lot of crime and stuff like that. So to have a, a community come together and like all the kids would come, it ran the whole month of October every weekend. And your, your haunted house would? Yeah. Wow. And they would just come and hang out and we would hand out like popcorn and, and cider and thing like, you know, stuff like that. So it, it went from that to then, okay, now I'm going to start making my own masks. And, uh, Sorry, yeah, I was You're just good. saying, pull the mic a little closer, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, then it started as, oh, okay, now I'm going to make my own masks for the haunt. And so I think, like, I was eight, I think, when my folks were crazy enough to be like, he wants a mask-making kit. I guess yeah. he doesn't do anything else. He doesn't play sports or anything, so we'll, we'll let him do that. And uh, I, I guess I just didn't have any other choice to end up out here and making monster movies. So you started because if I remember correctly, you started like in high school, right? I started like r right after, like because I remember end. I remember coming over to your house and you were like, "I'm gonna make Mandalorian armor." Yeah, and you were like, yeah. "I have fiberglass in my hands." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was high school for you. Yeah, it was high school for me. But I mean, were I'm you ten always... then? <laughs> like for you, was a... I, I was little. Yeah, I was I was eight or eight or nine or something like that. Yeah, first so he was already he was already. Yeah. Trials and tribulations. This is literally like uh, we just did an episode on the Salem Witch Trials, and this is like you're Europe, so you did this hundreds of years before. He's America now doing the Salem Witch Trials. And you're like, that's so, that's so 1600s. Uh -huh. What are we doing now? Uh. <laughs> well, you know, everybody finds it at different points, and yeah. um, I just think that because I didn't have really any other avenue that, and again, being a shy, lonely kid, it's like, okay, well, I got to do some to fill my time. So uh, my stepmom would like just sit there with me and teach me basically like how to create form in the clay and stuff like that. So first mask I made was the leprechaun. I was a from big, the movie. From cool. the movie, okay. yeah. Big fan and like they didn't have masks at that point that you could just readily buy. So right. that's what spawned it all. I was like, I want to make a leprechaun mask. So she would sit there with me and help me sculpt it and, and stuff like that. And yeah, just kind of carried on. So I have a question for you because I asked I asked this to Franny and then now every time I meet like a special effects person I'm always like, how good was this movie? And it was the Dawn of the Dead remake, the Zack Snyder oh, from 04. Amazing, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, right. That's what started it for me. Okay, yeah, was that movie? Like I was scared shitless of it, but I was like unnaturally like like curious about wanting to see more of that. Right. Well, I think that because again, growing up like on the outskirts of Pittsburgh, like George Romero is like. A god there, yeah. Because he's from that area. Yeah, he's okay. from there. Yeah. And funny enough, um, Day of the Dead, the one that takes place in the in the mines, mm -hmm. that was like twenty minutes from my house, and we used to do haunted houses out there. Oh man, Jesus, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> but no, the, the the Dawn of the Dead remake, I think, is like one of the best remakes ever done. And it's and it's kind of absolutely. like a loose remake, if we're right. being honest. Yeah. And you know what's hilarious about it? And I always give this. Uh, like information to people is like mm -hmm. that was Zack Snyder's first film 
Amazing. Yeah, yeah. and the Amazing. person who wrote the script was James Gunn. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, depending on how you feel about him, yeah. Right, I mean, right, but like, you know, just because he did Guardians and he did uh, the Scooby-Doo, right. which is funny. He did the Scooby-Doo film right before that, and everyone's like, this fucker's going to write a zombie movie? <laughs> yeah, right. And then you watch it, you're like, that was amazing. <laughs> well, it made zombies scary, I think. Probably, yeah. Like, the first time, like, really scary, because they're yeah. fast and they're just vicious. Yeah, and, and I think what made it, um, I realized this from Michael Sartain coming on the show a bunch and talking about what he found fascinating, and it's why I don't watch... Like I didn't watch The Walking Dead past like the first, really like the first two seasons, mm-hmm. because I'm I'm so like what's scary to me is like the societal collapse, mm-hmm. right? And, but like in Dawn of the Dead, they show it perfectly for like that opening sequence, the the Johnny Cash sequence that shows it perfectly, and then mm-hmm. the the minutes leading up to that show it, and then like all the news stuff you see throughout the film, and then that behind this or that bonus feature where they they had the guy like it was yeah. the news. Did you ever oh, see that the yeah, news broadcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like that was more interesting to me than the movie, right? Because it felt real. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, this could happen. My my cousins, they uh, they went to their friend's house, and they mm. this is back when you know people still watch VHS, and they filmed that over like the news, <laughs> and they made their grandma watch, and she was like, "What the fuck is happening out there?" <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, cut to 2023, and we're like literally on the verge we're, of that now. We're not we're not far at <laughs> yeah. this point, but uh, okay, yeah. This, that's what I ask everybody who's like a professional. I'm like, what do you what do you think of that movie? Yeah. Well, and the effects are great too. Yeah, those yeah. AFX, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. That's what he told. He's like, dude, those guys are like gods. No, in, they're in your world. No, they're really good. What what else have they done? Like what? No, like noteworthy. Obviously, probably everything is noteworthy from them. But like, yeah, I mean, they've done American Horror Story. Yeah, Dead oh. Silence. Which, okay. If you've never seen Dead Silence, I have not. oh my god, oh. it's one of the best ghost stories you'll ever see. It's about oh. a ventriloquist. Oh, gets murdered and she haunts the town of. Uh, Oh, Raven's Fair, I think is what it's called. It's an amazing, amazing James Wan film. I'll have to, have to watch that one. That was one of his first movies. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, was it his first one? No, I think it was Saw, and then that might have been his second. You're right. Yeah. You're right. The Saw, the guy who made Saw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the first one? The first one, yeah. Oh, and I feel like that's the grittiest right, of yeah. all of them. Mm-hmm. What was the movie called again? Dead, Dead Silence. Silence. Dead Silence. I've never mm-hmm. even heard of it. have to watch it. We may have to do, like, Bizarre yeah. Junkies watches. Ooh, like a creepy movie night? Yeah, like a commentary night. With creepy stuff? With like creepy snacks? Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's definitely one to watch with a group of people. Right. Because it is so unnerving. It's, in my opinion, it's like one of the best ghost movies you'll ever see. No way. Very, very good. Yeah, it's good. It's got a good twist in there, too. Mm -hmm. Is it like a jump scare? There's some jump scares in there. See, I don't like jump scares because I'm bitch made and I get mad. (laughs) I get mad, okay? Like. Well, I get jump scared. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> kind of lazy. It. Let's be honest. Like some jump scares are just yeah. Lazy. And I feel if a movie only relies on jump scares to be scary, it's mm-hmm. that takes it away from. Like my oh. girlfriend loves like the like the Annabelle films and like mm-hmm. the what's the Conjuring Conjuring, Conjuring films mm-hmm. and um, all James one. Yeah. Oh, all same of them? guy. Yeah, pretty oh. much. I mean, he was like the figurehead. He created it. Did oh, okay. the first Conjuring, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but then somebody else was doing the took the other sequel. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I watched. Uh, I think it was Annabelle where like it was like at this farmhouse and there's like the nuns. Oh, Annabelle saying, Creations. Yeah, yeah, I watched that one and I was like, this is just all jump scares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, like all right, the plot's kind of scary, but like Dawn of the Dead has jump scares. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, right. the, but like, what makes it so scary is just like how real it feels and how gritty it is, and you're like, oh, that feels like because like scary movies to me always feel, have like a sense of like supernatural to him which you know i think we can agree there is something supernatural about our world but it always seems so you have to really suspend belief and right. suspend reality to get there but with a zombie film the only thing you have to suspend is 
viruses. Right. <laughs> and we're not far from it. Like, viruses can do something close to that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, everything else is not like it's like, oh, it's there's zombies in space. It's like, no, that's... Okay, that's Milwaukee. Yeah, right. That could that could legitimately happen. <laughs> well, that's where it was set. Yeah, that's where I the movie just, was set. I'm just, I'm just thinking of like like yup, <laughs> like the heroin addicts and shit. Like I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like The Walking Dead over there. Everybody just there's one by like, my house. There's one by, by by in our neighborhood. Name them. They're what? the greatest. It, why? I don't know their name, but I saw them. Like you know, the dudes are just like bent completely over, just. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I drove by one right across from the school. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, it's coming. Yeah, and if it's not them, it's the ones looking down at their phones the whole time. It's like, <laughs> we're not far off. Yeah. I was uh, I was victim by one of those people. Oh, yeah? About a month and a half ago. Yeah, it got oh, rear-ended, dude. and the guy straight up was like, I wasn't paying attention. I was like, oh, my God. You say that again? Yeah, right. You say that again? Yeah. But, uh, okay, so you're ten, nine years old doing this, this kit. Mm-hmm. How, how long was it from that moment to where you are now? What really kind of propelled you into getting at becoming a professional? Well, I mean, all through high school, so I had a choice. Like, I, I could have stayed at my public school, which, I mean, let's face it, didn't fit in there. It was, like, all athletics and things like that. But I had an opportunity to go to a um, – it was basically like a charter school that was all for performing arts and, and things like that. So I got accepted into there, and at that point I had been doing, like, prosthetics already, like – God love, like, my family. They were really supportive. Where, where a lot of people don't have that support, I really lucked out. And, I think uh, all three of us kind of did. Yeah. yeah. With parents being supportive. Like, I was, oh, a, yeah. we were musicians okay, back yeah. in the day in high school playing. Like, I was, I think I've been to more bars before I was 21 than after 21. Like, right. it was insane. Yeah. No, I mean, my, my mom started taking me to, like, horror conventions when I was, like, four or five. So, like, I had just been steeped in this kind of like artistic, weird, supernatural stuff from the very get-go. But um, yeah, no, I so my aunt like was also really supportive and she would be like baking foam latex prosthetics for me in her basements, thinking her house <laughs> up like eggs. And so I had had like this like few years of just like learning it on my own, just in the basement, trying to get a, a grip on like, what can I, what can I do now before I'm either going to go to college and try to pursue it further or, or branch off different areas and uh so when i got accepted into the high school uh it just kind of really flourished because they were like oh we don't have anyone at the school that does stuff like this we had a technical theater program which was what i was accepted into but that was like set building mm-hmm. and things like that um did but you ever I, do that for any were you ever in tech theater um i helped out a couple times but, but you were I, never in the class I was never in it okay. i was asked to help a, help a couple times just because miss phoenix yes just because like just because touring musician, so I right. knew how to do all that Well, when stuff. she found out I was a touring musician, she was like, you're sound now. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah that's basically, mm. she was like, can you come and help? And I was like, but I'm not even in your class. She's like, but I know you know. And I was like, I guess. Well, see, yeah. and you have to really thank those people because they saw something in you. Yeah. And they yeah. were like, oh, I'm going to. she gonna... left the next year, yeah. and then I had a different teacher, and I dropped. Oh, see, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. she went to, I think she went to basic. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. She left. She left. So I left. But I was in. I like. So I, I understand what you say though about athletics because I I wrestled in, in high school, but I was mm-hmm. also a band geek. Right. So I had that like weird dichotomy. Yeah. Of, like, just two. like I got people that like will literally kill you, and I have other people that are trying to catch all the Pokemon. Right. In between in between practices. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but no. So I had like teachers there that, that were super supportive, and and I owe a lot to them. Like we had a makeup class, but it was like theatrical makeup. It wasn't prosthetics or anything like that. 
Um, but but Miss Kim was her name. She was wonderful to me. Took me to New York to go meet um, somebody that ended up becoming sort of like a mentor to me. His name was John Caglione Jr. He did um, Dick Tracy. He won the Oscar for that. He also did Heath Ledger's Joker makeup. Oh, all right. No big deal there. Yeah, okay. right. No, Oscar winning uh, makeup artist. But I, I met him because my cousin Jerry Popolis is um, he's a hairstylist in the industry. He works with Robert De Niro. That's like his main guy. Um, but he invited me onto a set when I was like a, I want to say a freshman or a sophomore in high school. And they were shooting a film in Pittsburgh called Fathers and Daughters with Russell Crowe. And he said, well, you know, look, you're starting to get into this stuff. You seem to really have a passion for it. Why don't you come to set, get a feel for what set's like, meet some people, see what happens. I went out to Pittsburgh, met them, and, uh, you know, John and, and Jerry shared a trailer because it was hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry says, you know, hey, this is my, my cousin Santino. This is John Caglione. He's a, and I was like, I know who he is. <laughs> yeah. No kidding? introduction needed. Yeah, right. <laughs> And uh, John was really sweet to me, so he uh, he kind of took me under his wing and just gave me pointers all through high school. And then um, senior year, he was like, "Hey, come out to Long Island, just you know, work with me on this project that we have started, and uh, try to just get some hours and get get some knowledge in it." So I went out to Long Island, and the film ended up getting shut down. Oh, uh, I've been there. It, it was very sad. But within that time, um, John and I had many conversations while I was watching him work and stuff. And I asked him, I said, "Well, now I'm." getting ready to leave high school. So what's the next move for me? Do I go to like cinema makeup school or Tom Savini school? Like, what would you recommend? And he was like, dude, you already know so much. And like, you're already getting into the scene because you're meeting people like me and and other folks. He goes, just try to get out to LA, get in a shop. And I guarantee you, you're going to learn so much more in a shop than you will through a year of school best advice I've ever been So you given. never went to college? Never went to college. See, I wish I would have learned that. So I, I, yeah. did, I did film school for two years. Okay. Dropped out, and I was like, I've already, you know, I'm a producer now. Like, it's, mm. if I were to just go to film school and then be a PA, it took me like 20 years to get there. Yeah. Right. Like, I agree. I, I, I think that for some things, you need a college degree. Like, if you want to be a sure. doctor or a lawyer, something like that, yeah, go to college. But, like, stuff like this, lawn is a prime example never went to college for it mm-hmm. N- actually really had like no knowledge of it before starting here now she's a goddamn producer like, hell yeah fuck right. yeah but you know what just an opinion base just because i've met a lot of influencers that come into this studio education definitely teaches you how to be professional because people who haven't yeah. been yeah. to school oh my god they walk in here and they act like they own shit like there's right. somebody and i'm like <laughs> see but that's where like probably the three of us can come in and tell you like just from Franny and I, at least from touring, like if you don't have your shit together, you're gonna get kicked off tour. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You're gonna get yeah. kicked off tour. They're gonna they're gonna be like, "What are you doing?" Well, when Playing you're working shows, with like, people, right? Because I feel like that's the reason why people are like like in this industry, we're a little more humble because we've had to work with people. We have right. to work with people. Influencers, you just have. They have a yeah, fucking right. screen and a bunch of likes and zero money, and they think that there's somebody because they have followers but nothing in the bank account. Weirdest. Damn, that's too real. That's me right now. Shade, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so you, so you were, you basically just were like, all right, I'm going out to California. Literally, I so I graduated high school in June of 2015. Oh, okay. So we're only a year apart then. Yeah, yeah. I just turned 27 last week. Okay. Um, Happy birthday! Yeah, happy belated birthday. Thank you, thank you. Um, Yeah. So, so I graduated in June, and I think by August I had moved to Pittsburgh. And I started working for my my high school makeup teacher. She had a costume shop there. So I started in the oh, costume nice. shop. And uh, I said, okay, I have a goal. Like, 
by the end of the year, I, I got to be in LA. Like I can't, I can't try to stay here because yeah. I'll get stuck. So basically I worked from August to April, saved up as much money as I possibly could, which I mean, Pittsburgh, it, you, minimum wage is not, not great. So it was it's like, probably like here. Yeah. Yeah. You really, really scrunching the money together. And I said, well, I'm going to go out for three days for Monster Palooza. I really wanted to go to Monster Palooza. I said, I'm going to fly out. I said, but over those three days, I have to find a job. I have to find an apartment. And I have to make a plan to come back out here. Within those three days, I had found an apartment. I had found a job. And I went home, didn't tell my parents any of this. They didn't even know. (laughs) They had no clue. They didn't know that you were planning it. No. Oh. No. I mean, (laughs) they always heard me talk about, like, oh, I really want to go to Hollywood and make movies. And I think they thought, Good on you, kid. Like, have a dream. It's, that's that's great. You still have a shift at Papa John's later <laughs> right. today. Exactly. And uh, and I got home after that three-day trip, and, and I called my dad, and I said, okay, well, we have a week to get my stuff together and move me out to L.A. because I just put a deposit on an apartment. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah. No, you want to talk about shock? That was, uh, that was fun. He was like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to do this. And by May 1st, I was... Back in L.A. and and moved in. And the very first day in L.A., I left my folks at the house and drove out to L.A. And I went for my first job interview at Dapper Cadaver. What? And um, I didn't get that job. But um, in the meantime, I had taken a job at uh, at a garden center. I was, like, watering plants and stuff. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Pay the bills. But um, that first introduction at Dapper Cadaver um, ended up leading to a job a couple months later. Nice. And then after that, it was from that to, to Star Trek to now working at Immortal. And it's just been it's been a wild ride. But I'm so thankful because I literally just put it out into the universe. And the universe said, eh, okay, sure. <laughs> Go for it. It's like the DMV you put in. Can I get my license? Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, sure. Why not? You, you worked hard enough, I guess. <laughs> That's cool, though, because like yeah. I hear so many people, and nothing against you because you're mm. you're fucking killing it you're making it work but a lot of people end up here because then they go they're like i'm gonna go to la Mm -hmm. and they go but i feel like they don't approach it the way you do where they're like i'm just gonna save a bunch of money Mm -hmm. get something set up before i fully go out there Mm -hmm. they just go out there and they're like wait 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 i have to pay to be fair by saving up a bunch of money i saved up two grand (laughs) so you had one month so i had one month's rent and like a little bit of change that's about it so so you know you can do it it's just you have to go into it knowing that, like, it's going to be hard. You're going to eat ramen for a while and just accept it and just try to have a positive attitude, you know, right. which is hard. But, like, if you do it right, it works out. You know, you just have to believe in yourself. You have to put yourself in the right positions and uh, play nice. That's the big thing. Play nice. These people that, like, are bigger and more established than you, don't go in there with an ego. Don't go mm-hmm. in there, you know, puffing your chest out. I mean – I've been guilty of it at times. You know, you're young, you're stupid, you make some mistakes along the way, but play the game, you know? <laughs> Get to know people and try to learn as much as you possibly can from them. That's right. Yeah. That's inspirational. Wow. I'm going to become a special effects artist now. Do it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I don't do think it. I have the patience for it. I can't draw to save my life. I don't, like, my artistic ability does not go into, like, but drawing practice. and yeah. practice. True. I just don't have the patience for it. That's the problem. Yeah. I don't have time to even practice, like, my stuff like sure <laughs> i have a question though for you yeah. do you do you enjoy more so doing the haunted house stuff or like the masks and that's a that's an interesting question i mean they're they're two very different animals for sure right um i think i i would definitely say i 
enjoy film a lot more. Yeah. There, there's a there's a community and, and a sense of family when you're on a set. Um, hopefully, I mean, sometimes you get <laughs> you get some egos and yeah. you have some problems, but for the most part, it's like summer camp. And and you know, you work really hard for a couple months, and then you get to go home, and then a year later, you have like this amazing thing to show for it. Mm. So uh, for me, I I really enjoy that. There's something lasting about film too whereas haunt i mean it's great because it's live it's like theater you know you have that experience and in that moment you're there and it's incredible but then it's gone yeah you know Um... but the haunt stuff is great i mean anybody that that loves the theater aspect of it should always like look into that aspect because it is It's, Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Franny just hit a fat rip off, <laughs> off screen. Did you? <laughs> no. No. Don't tell the secrets. I, I just breathed in really loud through my nose, and it, like I heard it in the head from the channel, and I was like, oh, no. I'm trying not that. to be a mouth breather. What, what uh, haunted house did you I remember way early on you were helping out with, with a haunted house. Uh, I worked at Fright Dome. Well, that, yeah, we're not counting that. <laughs> My ca- mom helped counts. with Fright Dome, okay? No, yeah. it counts. I sculpted, I sculpted, you actually, uh, yeah, to be fair, you did some stuff for it. And you did a lot of, like, practical makeup, right? Yeah, yeah, I was on makeup crew for that. That was, like, where I... Cut had, your teeth? Yeah, cut my teeth. That like, was at Circus Circus, right? Yeah. Okay. We had to reuse prosthetics. Did you see somebody selling oh, yeah. the hearse? Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, on Facebook Marketplace, it pops up for me, and I'm like, if I have 20 grand laying around, I would buy it, but just re- re-skin it. I don't care about Fright Dome. Yeah. <laughs> Reskin at Bizarre Junkies hers. Well, I heard it was like a great event. I mean, I remember being I feel a like kid, it was the like, first cool. few years. Yeah. And then it just became really like so my, my mom my mom worked at Adventure Dome for over ten years. Okay. Uh and she would tell me every time she was like, it got worse and worse each year. Just not the quality, just mm. the people, and it just dragged everything down. Yeah, that'll make or break it, that's for sure. You get the wrong wrong eggs in there. But what was that? <laughs> there was another one though that you worked for. Another one? Yeah, they were out I think they were in LA. Oh, that's uh, Murder House Productions. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I I did like a like a werewolf mask for I them, and then I did a sheep mask for them, and I actually um, just gave them the sheep ma- mask back. Oh, uh, you had it. Yeah, I had I had that one still, um, and they're using it for their haunt that they have coming up this season. I don't I don't know too much about it though. Okay, but I I remember you were working on yeah. That's now you're you're kind of like Santino more in the in the film. Yeah, yeah. Department. I'm trying to do do more film stuff. I've just been more inspired by film lately. Well, yeah, you we just shot just... your first thing, which is like a huge deal. Yeah, we we, we... <laughs> Franny and I are a little over ambitious. We're like we're gonna film a bunch of short, scary films, and yeah. we, none of us have time. <laughs> that's that's everybody's struggle. But yeah. honestly, it's if you have the inspiration to do it, that's like the first start. When it happens is irrelevant. Just hold on right. to that, and eventually things will work themselves out, and you jump on that idea then. The great thing is between the two of us, I mean, especially with this studio, we have all the film equipment we need. Right. We have cinema cameras. We have lights. We have... And the bitches. You guys got me. <laughs> I got a, You got an actor and a bitch. You were an actor in his. You yeah. were in yeah. his, his uh Yeah, his yeah, 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 yeah. Lana was a pink alien stripper. Yeah, I did good. Very yeah. cool. She did do good. I did good. Did she get her SAG card for that? <laughs> I hope no. not, because then no. she can't be working yeah. right now. Nope. No Damn. shit. 
Dang. No, because then what a, what a biter. Oh, scab. Scab, yep. Damn. <laughs> Damn, Lana, how does that feel? Your first, you're like, I made it to Hollywood. Everyone's like, fuck you. Fucking scab. <laughs> I'm like, look, it's not Hollywood, it's Vegas. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, we're slated to be in another Hollywood. If studios yeah. start opening up. I mean, that would be smart because LA is crumbling. Yeah, but then get yes. Vegas 20 years afterwards, we're going to be crumbling. Yeah, and then we'll move somewhere else. That's what we do. We just tear places apart and yep. rebuild somewhere else. Yep. <laughs> the next place, Wyoming. Yeah. We're right. going. Honestly, it's cheaper. We should. And then North yeah. Dakota. Yeah. And then South Dakota. We'll just mm -hmm. move laterally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to Mexico. I'm going where I'm from. <laughs> There's some great films made over in Mexico, honestly. Yo. You know what's funny is that I've actually heard so many times that people think that I would be a good Mexican actress. Like like in the Mexican Donde? world, I would, yeah, like I think, but I'm like. Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> tu es mi papa? <laughs> I thought I was fucking him the whole time. No, no mames way. <laughs> you gotta do it real dramatic, like no mames way. We should make a scary movie that uh, um, where like these two people are dating. It's a couple, and then out of nowhere, I, they somebody's gonna steal this. We have to yeah. trademark it right now. This is trademark, by the way. Bizarre Junkies Productions. Okay. Okay. Right, continue. We're, we're, it's gonna be like 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 a girl and a guy are dating, and then she ends up finding out that it's her dad. That <laughs> that'd be uh, dope. Yeah, it's called Old Boy. Yeah. Oh, Old really? Boy. <laughs> Wait, what? There's a movie. Already, yeah. I thought this was off the theme. Lana, a, welcome to the world movie. of films yeah. and music where everything's already been done. God, it's, bad, it's true. Yeah. You just got to package it. Some you got to package it differently, yeah. like you know, make it look different. So, but let's talk about your show a little bit. I know we have a, a promo clip. Once upon a time, in a town called Black Creek, came a specter of death for Charlie Duffy. And while Jamie and Donnie play for tricks and not treats, something evil. Roams these dark, foggy streets. But who will save Charlie? If not Cuba Steve, the last heroes survive. This old hollow's eve. So that was a um, basically a shortened version of a 18 minute like pitch video that we put together. We shot that over Halloween weekend, so literally like three four days. Um, I basically tried to save up as much money as possible, throw it into this thing because we had been building this show for like, oh gosh, I mean at this point now it's been six six years, seven years, something like that. The idea started as it was going to be something that my buddies and I did just for fun. We were going to make a Halloween anthology for YouTube. And I had this little pumpkin character. You see him in the video. His name is Junior. Um, he was going to host the show sort of like the Crypt Keeper. 
And basically each little short that we were going to make was going to just have to deal with Halloween. And then by the end of all of them, you would find out that they all kind of like interweaved into each other. Nice. Thought it was going to be a really fun idea. And then we we started writing it, me and my uh, my creative partner, Joey Davis. Um, I had pitched the idea to him and we started talking and, and like figuring out who the characters were and what they were. I think at the time I had basically like one short little script that was about a little boy who turns out to be a serial killer on Halloween night. But it was based on that little Corey character that seems to have followed me. Changed his name. He's Charlie in the show. And uh, that was the original. Change it enough. You got to change the first letter too. (laughs) Just as close (laughs) enough. But, um, you know, so so that was the original idea. And then we were like, ah, that's, you know, been done before or whatever. Let's let's rethink how we can structure this. And it was him and his sister and her boyfriend, Donnie. and, And those were like the three main characters. And then. Mr. Pleasant Jr., the little pumpkin guy, that was like the the characters we had. And we started figuring out what the other shorts would be. And as we were doing it, we were like, okay, well, if they're going to interweave, oh, okay, we can do this, we can do that, this character can be related to this character, whatever. And by the end of like a four-hour conversation that we had on the phone one night, we were like, I think I think the project has changed a little bit. I don't think it's a YouTube series anymore. I think this is like a like a legit series. And so we were just young and dumb and we're like, Let's start writing scripts. And uh, and Joey, I mean, he's like a really creative guy. So like he, he was going to be the writer on the show. He started like developing stuff. I would send him notes and we would just talk back and forth. And then before we knew it, it was just, it was, it was a completely different animal. It was so big. And uh, we said, well, let's just shoot some footage just for fun. We have a great uh, friend who's a, a director. His name's Alex Greenlee. He graduated from Chapman University. I'd worked on a couple student films with him making his creatures. And uh, we, we got him involved. I said, you know, do you want to just come shoot this stuff for fun? You know, there's no real budget or anything, but let's put it together. And then I called in a favor from Doug Jones. And I was like, <laughs> this is how we're going to get it off the ground. You know, so I yeah. called Doug. I'm like, look, I have this character for you. I wrote it. Um, it's, it's not a ton of makeup because that's something Doug had expressed to me on a couple occasions. He was like, at this point in my career, he's like, I'm always buried under, like, 700 pounds of makeup. He's like, it'd be great to just do something that's, like, me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, what can we make for Doug that would be, like, just his face? Maybe a little bit of makeup here and there, but, you know. So so I had this idea for him, and I pitched it to him, and I said, look, we need you for three hours. Just come to my house. I built a set up in my attic. You see it in the, in the clip. And uh, he was gracious enough, came over put the suit on, let me do his makeup, he crawled up in my attic, we shot for three hours and got him out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, and so we, we had shot that first one, I think back in 2018, 19, something like that. And uh, we looked at the footage and we were like, ah, it's still not, still not quite there yet. So we kept developing and figuring it out. And then Halloween 2020, we were like, okay, we, we know what the show is now. You know, I, I think... For a long time, we were trying to fight the idea of leaning into conspiracy theories, the occult, like actual things that like society is afraid of, you know. And uh, when we finally just like jumped off the cliff and we're like, you know what, it's not for kids anymore. Like it's not supposed to be just like fun Halloween spookiness. Like let's say something with it. We were like, all right, we got to reshoot all this footage, figure out what we're going to do with it and uh, try to get it in front of some people. So we, we shot an 18-minute pitch video that we were going to use as like our calling card sending it out to people there's like a couple different scenes from different moments in the show broken up by like us talking and explaining what the show is and uh 
we've been very fortunate that a lot of people have really supported it. And uh, I, I did just right before the strike happened, I had just signed with a, a couple producers to take the show around and try to start finding funding. And then everything came to a screeching halt. So that's where we're at now. Um, last I know, um, I can't say specifics yet, obviously, but we did have a company that's pretty well known that has done some stuff that uh, is interested in the project. You know, it's they're, Pixar. They're, they're trying to get their stuff into 100%. horror. <laughs> Honestly, they should, because some of the stuff that's been coming out lately, not not doing it. Yeah. What? What don't you like from Pixar now? What? What? Elemental was not it. Was I not didn't it. see that one. No, I haven't seen that one yet, but. That's okay. Uh, yeah, you don't you don't I don't need to? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, then. I'll, I'll take your guys' word for it. I wanted to watch it so bad, and now that you guys said it's bad, I'm like, oh, What was wrong with it? What was wrong with it? <laughs> it's not bad. It's just... Like, redundant? It, yeah. Yeah. Felt kind of stereotypical. Like, yeah, saw it, everything coming. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it was yeah. nothing... Like, usually when... like a, a, I want to cry at a Pixar movie. Right. I get like that. Like, Soul? Yeah. Yeah, Soul was... Yeah. Amazing. Soul, was, a Soul was a good that movie. That was a good one. Yeah. But Elemental is just like... Yeah. Okay. Did you guys cry in Frozen? No. <laughs> I don't think I cried in Frozen, but I will say Olaf made that movie for me. Oh, yeah, I love I him. To, I love Josh Gad. Yeah, he's so funny. Yeah. Have you have you seen the interview? Uh, I think he did it on Ellen. And like when he reads his kids' bedtime stories, they're like they make him do voices, and yeah. they're like, "Not like Olaf, Daddy." He's like, "What do you mean? Do it's you my mean? voice. <laughs> I cannot change it." That's, That's cute. cute. They're like, "No, Daddy, not like Olaf." He's like, "I'm what?" <laughs> <laughs> like Ron Perlman, like his kids are probably like, "Don't give me the Fallout voice." Have yeah, you, right. Have you seen that um, that movie? Is it Little Monsters where he plays like like he's a kid personality? Like they're at a zoo and a zombie outbreak happens. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. No. Oh, he, he's fun. He plays an asshole. Ron Perlman does? <laughs> no, uh, uh, Josh Gad. And it's oh. so funny. He's he's like, he has to look like a little hand puppet. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's fun. Yeah. I won't spoil it because I think it's worth the watch. Okay. Uh, I think it's on Hulu. Hulu. But it's got Lupita Nyong'o. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a fun one. Little Monsters. Yeah. I think it's Little Monsters. Oh, let's check it out. Is that the show? What's the show? Is that the show where it's like almost like a Black Mirror type and they have different... No, no. Of, what's that one? I think it's a Netflix show. Black Mirror? No, it's not Black Mirror. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm drawing a blank, but there's like one where it's like kind of creepy and like kind of dark. Hmm. See, I'm going to be honest, especially since the strike, I've been like, I'm not watching the streamers. <laughs> I mean, Solidarity. I haven't. I've only been watching YouTube lately. Yeah, right. To be fair, though, like, YouTube has 90% of what I want to watch anyways. Yeah. It's true. Honestly, like, they really have, like, changed the game of media. Yeah, they I have. Think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can, like, my, my girlfriend and I have, like, entire, like, okay, we know this day this person releases. It's like, you know, your our parents with, like, Survivor's on on Monday. Right. At 8 p.m. We got to watch it. Yeah, see, for me, it's it's tarot readers. That's that's my go-to. <gasps> me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, you watch that too? Uh, yes, every single morning. Uh-huh. Every, every single morning. Oh, God damn, God. Yeah, I'm a tarot person. I have to have, like, my motivational, like, daily this is what's going on in your life. <laughs> you flip this card, it shows El Borracho. <laughs> that's the kind of day you're going to have. That's the <laughs> 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 I hate you. So with, with your TikTok, because Franny, mm -hmm. um, when I was, you know, first being introduced to you and you posted the video talking about you're going to come on the show. So what is yeah. what is that kind of project for you? Is that just more of like fun content creation? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't really have a plan for it. It was kind of just like... we. My friends and I had talked about doing a podcast at one point. We had concept art made and everything. It was going to be called Odd Compelling Talks. 
we were going to discuss all the stuff that like inspired the show and, and everything. And uh, I think it just everybody's so busy. So we were like, all right, that's going to have to be put on that's hold. That's where we for a come bit. in. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, but I was like, all right, well, I still like have things I want to talk about, films and, and show off my art and stuff. And God bless my friend Jesse, who's sitting in the green room right now watching. She uh, she really pushed me. She's like, you have to get on TikTok. You can't be an old man <laughs> and stay off of the biggest platform. Yeah, and you're not yeah. even like like Franny and Lana are the old people here. Like I don't have TikTok. Listen, I might as well be 75 years old. I am completely <laughs> oblivious <laughs> to things. I, I don't like resonate with stuff of modern culture i'm I'm definitely like an old soul i guess you could say we're old souls at heart yeah 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 so is your car too new for you or you're like ah this feels too new yeah no, the 100%. seat moves on its own what the fuck <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no if i if i could live in like los angeles 1969 i'd be a happy boy see i'm uh, uh, do you, uh you listen to podcasts i'm assuming other shows do you listen oh, to the yeah. last podcast on the left I've heard a couple episodes. So, yeah. Okay, so Franny and I are really into them, and mm. like they're doing a series on John Holmes now. Oh, okay. <laughs> he thinks it's really gay, but it was. A, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> he was Cancel. like, "Bro, all they're talking about is dicks, dude." Yeah. No, but, I uh, mean they they are. <laughs> John Holmes has a massive dick. Okay, you can't be. How nice. are you gonna talk about it and not talk about it? Nice. Okay, that's fair. But from what I like, the seventies LA mm. is like. I, I don't know if I want to live there. <laughs> I mean, honestly, hella corrupt, hella dangerous. Yeah, but like, come on, man. The music was like at an all-time peak. Let's face it. If you could walk down the street and see the Doors, Alice Cooper, I mean, that's you guys just going to hate me. Yeah. I could care less about seeing them. In that all right. Time. Well, it's been fun. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> see, like that's like Franny and I were having a conversation today uh, while we were setting up, and like the old, like the boomers make me mad when they're like, "Yeah, bro, rock on." I listen to real metal, ACDC. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. If you're playing in standard tuning on guitar, I don't want to hear it. Don't I tell mean, me. that's fair. So, so what are you, like a 90s kid? No. No? No. Like 2000, like prog metal. Oh. Uh, yeah. I do like He's Wolf. It, it has been fun, so uh, I'm going to see you guys okay, later. But, okay, to be fair, one of my favorite bands, though, is Rush. Okay. So I have right, some... We'll and like, I am well... So like, I took guitar lessons from the time I was 9 to about 20. And my guitar teacher went to MI, which is Musicians Institute, in L.A. Sure. So he got to meet Slash and Eddie Van Halen and all these guys in the 80s. So, like, mm -hmm. I grew up knowing about all that. Like, I mm -hmm. love Yes. Yes is a really good band. Sure. Um, I have my oldies. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, old video games, too. Like, I can play old video games, but, like, uh, come on. The, the new ones, like, it's just, they're more immersive because it looks like you're there. Okay, well, to be fair, you do a podcast called Bizarre Junkies talking about paranormal and supernatural you want to talk about occult music the late 60s early 70s no, you are correct prime. Yeah. so you would like he would like marcus from last podcast oh uh, yeah okay. you guys are the same he's like he yeah. listened on the episode the, the the newest one he was all uh henry was like the thing about marcus is he likes bands that have never released music because <laughs> there's a band yeah. that they talked about uh he has another show called no dogs in space okay him and I, I don't know if it's his girlfriend or his wife it's his wife okay well they talk about music mm. so i was actually just listening to an episode about kraut rock from like oh, the, yeah. the 60s and all that and sure. i was like i listened to it and i was like i, I don't Not see it. i don't see it i can understand it as a musician yeah. i can be like all right there's something for everybody sure but for me i'm like i, I don't know maybe it was just like yeah. if something is really boring on like musically like mm -hmm. on, and it doesn't just have to be like you're shredding the entire time but like it, musically if it's just like we're gonna go to the one chord the two chord the, the four chord the five chord it's like mm -hmm. all right 
it, it doesn't it doesn't like stimulate sure. me musically, mm. and I'm like, okay, this isn't this isn't for me. And I remember you saying that when I like you're like I like listening to music from you because like you always find weird bands. Yeah, like I'd always find like the weird prog metal band. But like, listen, you're like actually Austin for once. You actually this is a good you know, one. Some yeah. stuff, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the old. The, but I get it though. Like so, you you kind of resonate with older LA. Oh yeah, I mean again, it's like it's great for writing. It's great for getting in the right headspace. That's my thing. Like I'm very inspired by music. That usually is like the impetus for most of my ideas for the stuff that I make. I'll like hear a song and like a certain lyric will stand out to me and I'm like, well, I can design something around that or I can write a story about that idea. You know, like I was listening to uh, Strange Ritual by David Byrne from The Talking Heads the other day. I was like hiking up a mountain and just like vibing and listening to music. And like one line stood out to me and I was like, I have a whole script for this. I don't know why <laughs> that just clicked in me, but that's that's the stuff I like is like when something will just like hit a certain vibration or chord or whatever and it's like oh i i get this on a deeper level yeah no yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean because i'm in the same exact way yeah. that that uh that short that i was telling you about mm. um i still need to send you over the script but um i was writing it out and then i just had like a whole 60s 70s rock era just binge session mm -hmm. and then Jethro Toll came on. Oh yeah. And then talk about um, steel there. Yeah. Aqua Aqualung comes on. Mm -hmm. And then that end when he goes sitting on a park bench, mm -hmm. praying on little girls. I like had to go back in and change it and I wrote that song in there too. So it's like mm -hmm. it I, that's how Quentin Tarantino writes a lot of his stuff so, too. Yeah. He he writes around the music. So mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense. We're I mean, I, everything I do, I have to be listening to music or something, and it it just like tantalizes my soul. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, again, different strokes for different folks. I understand like there is a wide range of like how to tap into certain bits of creativity. That's just my easy way of getting right. there. You know. Yeah. No, I'm completely the same way. So while we're on that topic, then I'm just curious. What did like off the top of your head? What were like the top five bands you not necessarily favorite, but like mm. constantly on rotation for you? Oh, I mean, yeah, The Doors, Alice Cooper, David Bowie, uh, The Talking <sighs> Heads, um, and I mean, some people might give me shit for this, but like my favorite band is Green Day. Okay. Yeah. Are you, aware, are you aware that phones can play music now, or do you still have your Walkman? Well, you know, I actually play or vinyl, you so you, you know. I, yeah, Fra I think Franny res and I resonate a little closer with yeah. like more modern music, but uh -huh. like you can go back and listen to older music and have an appreciation for it, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, and I have appreciation for for newer music too. I mean, it just it depends. Like for me, I think that there's something about newer music that for some reason feels mechanical. I don't know why that's like the word that comes to well, mind. Well, no, because you are correct. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, it, recording quantize, 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 yeah. quantize. Yeah. The drums usually, for the most part, aren't even a real drummer. Right. Yeah. They're, they're. I mean, they're getting pretty damn good now, thanks to yeah. thanks to Misha Mansour. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like like prog metal for me, especially like you can in like ambient. Like, there's mm. a band that Franny and I like called Loathe, mm. and their ambience oh, is them. just so good. Um, but they dress like they're from like the '70s, which is hilarious. That's but sick. they're they're like a metal band. Yeah. Um, but like the ambience is what gets me. Like mm -hmm. I love ambient. I guess shoegaze. It, yeah, it is. It's like, like older Deftones and okay. yeah, 
yeah, stuff like that. But that's yeah. actually what I've been listening to a lot while working on stuff lately. The the just loathe in general. Oh, loathe. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, that I think one of the last things I did with Christian was we listened to that last album, yeah. like it, in its entirety. Like that album, sober was amazing. Yeah. And then I got high and I was like, even better. I was like, oh my. That's God. always that's always yeah. a good sign. Yeah, when you're like, oh, this is great, and I don't even have to be messed up to like really enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, could uh, could we say that though with the the Loathe album, the last, not the instrumental one that was company, but the the I yeah. let it in and it took everything. Yeah, and even like the Audio Tree live session did is you, that one's good. That's super good. They play three songs off 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 that. of that song, yeah, or off that album, yeah. Dude, I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to that Audio Tree live session. Yeah, they're really, they're really tight live too, which is pretty cool. They're really good. I I got to see them with under with Under Oath and Periphery. Oh, dude, I have to check it out. Okay, so Santino, as you saw on Instagram, I pulled the followers and I said, hey, if you have a question for Santino, leave them down below. So we got a couple yeah. of questions. I know Franny probably still has some other questions as well, mm. um, but I figured we could get into some fan questions. So David from Las Vegas asks, what are some of the most challenging projects you have worked on? Oh gosh. Um, to be honest, the most challenging project I had to work on was a, a student film. It was uh, my buddy Alex Greenlee's thesis film uh, called Intrepidus. He hit me with uh, a very, very, very big task. He was like, I want a full body creature suit and I need it to be on stilts. And I'll give you a little Caesars for it. Well, you know, he, listen, he paid for the materials. I'll give okay, him that. Okay, all right. So that was a start. And, and I took it as like, okay, this is a great opportunity to like flex my muscles, see what I can do. And, uh, you know, it was very quick to learn, like, oh, this was a bad idea. <laughs> I should have got some money for this. No, I mean, listen, I love Alex, and I, I was happy to help him. Um, it just it became hard because I think originally we had talked about it, and it was like, oh, like, I'm going to need, like, six months to build this suit. Like, I was working a full-time job. I was on Star Trek Season 2 or something at the time. And so, like, I was slammed at the shop all day and then having to, like, rush home and try to work on the suit for a few hours, sleep for a few hours, and get back to it. You were telling me about that with uh, the the Amazon film you did? Oh, Alien Domicile? I think so. You were telling me, like, at the time you were, like, working. You are like, I'm working full-time. I'm going to go home, work on this for an hour, go to bed, wake up, go to work, do it all over again. No, when I, like, when I first started, it was like that. But now I'm, now I'm a lot more cautious on what I'll take on just because. You understand? Well, that, but yeah. I also like I have I have a full time job that where I make all of my money from, so I need I have to put a precedence on that, you know. I yeah, I can't be burnt out, yeah, all the time, you know. Like like I'll I still to this day will do it. Like I'll I'll stay up till like one or two and then be up at five in the morning for work. Yeah, and I just remind myself when I do that, like it's worth it. It's gonna be worth it. Like just putting in that time and that work, it's always worth it. Yeah, well, it's paying your dues. I mean, exactly. and that's, that's really what we all have to keep in mind. And sometimes, you know, you, you get frustrated and you're like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this project? I already paid my dues. Yeah. Right. Three months in. <laughs> when? When is it going to break? Yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, I have to give a big shout out, though, to the, the people that, like, came in at the last minute and were, like, helping me get that thing finished. Because that was – it was such a huge, huge, huge project. And like I said, I said six months originally – by the time we had finally cast an actor and I knew who I was building the suit for, I had six weeks. Oof. So it was like... how long? How, in a perfect world, how long should you have? I mean, based on what like studios would, would do, it would probably be like a three-month build if you had like a full crew. But for one person, yeah, six months would have been nice. Damn. But you had six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. 
Yeah. Full on top of Star having Trek. a full-time job. Yeah. Work, and you were working at, on Star Trek at the time. I was working on Star Trek at the time, painting all the aliens for that. And then um, on top of that, I also ran an Etsy store. So, and it was all around Halloween time. Oh, so, you're uh, so I had busy. Halloween orders. Oh, yeah. God. It was it was absolute chaos. Did you at least like treat yourself to like some nice Taco Bell at the end of that? You're like, I made it. We're there. You know, I think I slept for like two weeks after that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's how I treated myself. I'm gonna take a leave of absence. Where are you going? Yeah. To bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did not sleep for that entire six weeks, and then we were shooting out in Idlewild, which is like literally out in the middle of nowhere no cell phone service really we were staying in like cabins that like you know weren't super comfortable and then we also had showers but like that had no hot water oh so it it was literally david goggins is like that ain't nothing yeah right right (laughs) hey you had showers you should be thankful (laughs) you know but uh that that was a that was a massive undertaking perfect okay so this next one is uh from miguel from san antonio what is your favorite special effect that you have created? Ooh, that's a good question. Honestly, probably the little pumpkin-headed puppet from Odd Compelling Tales. Aww. He's really, like, become my little, like, icon character. I, I associate him just with Halloween and, and everything that, like, I love about the holiday. And it was, like, no pressure. It was for me. I had no boss over my shoulders. Like, it's got to look like this. It's got to be that. I just put 100% myself into it. And uh, he's just, he's a fun little guy. Did you, uh, for Odd Compelling Tales, did you mm. do the voice for for him? That's me. Okay, I <laughs> thought so. I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask. Yeah, well, it's funny because I, I did like the artistic side of uh-huh. the puppet, but I had a friend of mine who actually builds ventriloquist figures professionally, uh-huh. and he put the mechanics in, and we had him on set just to like help out with like the puppet from here and there and, you know, operating them and stuff when I couldn't be behind him. And uh, he did the voice the first time, and he did a great job. His name's Dan Pays, and uh, we really loved what he did, but the problem was is that as we kept writing the story, it was like, oh, Junior needs to be, like, more childlike, and this man has too, too like, mature of a voice. And so we were, like, pacing, like, who are we going to get to do this? And then it was literally out of desperation. I was like, forget it. Just give me the microphone. Let me, <laughs> let me do it. And uh, and uh, it's it's stuck. So I li- yeah. I honestly I really like it. That's why I, I brought it up. It oh. sounds really good. It fits it fits the character really well. Thank you. And I think it's cool because I mean you put a lot of yourself. You said you put a lot of yourself into it, and mm-hmm. you can you can tell. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So Jesus from Wyoming asks, how do you stay up to date with the latest techniques and technologies in the field? I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the reality of it because it, literally things are changing so fast i mean 3d printing really kind of like came out of nowhere and like changed the game and i don't even have the first clue where to start with that kind of stuff scanning and and you know digitally designing and sculpting that's never been my strong suit i'm i'm a practical artist i basically do things the way that they did them all through the 80s you know clay molds run your silicone your foam latex whatever all this modern technology, I it's just it's so far past what my capabilities and comprehension are that I just gave up trying to figure it out. I'm <laughs> like, you know, at some point I'll hire people yeah. that know how to do this stuff and they can do it for me. Can you know? I just mention real quick that there um um 
the 3D printers, you can tell it's 3D printing because I've seen oh, yeah. the mat. Like I've seen your guys' mat, like your your molds and stuff. When mm-hmm. I was at the shoot, I was like, oh, okay, it looks smooth and stuff. Like mm-hmm. the 3D stuff, you can tell the layers. It mm-hmm. looks yeah. so tacky and kind of cheap. It's almost that's, like how it's made. It looks very dollar well, store. It's that honestly, <laughs> that just comes no dollar down general to uh, whoever tight. printed that be kind of being lazy and not cleaning it up you're supposed to clean that stuff up and you like sand it yeah you sand it down and then you would give a, a resin top coat and and practically i mean realistically if you if you had the budget you would mold it and then you would have a better run and it would be perfectly like a, mach- a machine smooth uh surface is what you would want I, depending on what it is right yeah, if it has texture or something like that. Right. And resin printers are better than like standard, oh, you know, 3D printers. There's resin printers? Yeah. yeah. Again, I've never heard of that. They're so Is that what Tested has? Probably. Pro- yeah. I just saw their video it. on the building the Starfield for the Frontier. Oh, yeah. No, if they it's have, Adam like, a legit Savage oven as like a 3D printer. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Adam Savage has every new gadget. He's yeah, like, 3D printer. That, that dude's at the top of... I made my own Fiat with it. What do you mean? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Paul from San Diego asks, what advice would you give to someone who wants to pers- uh, pursue a career in special effects? It's a stereotypical answer, but just do it. Just just learn as much as you can on your own. I mean, again, I'm not knocking the schools. If you don't have an in and you don't have somebody to like give you guidance, I understand people that go to the schools. You'll learn a lot if you go there with an open mind and like what I've been told by everybody that does go is like you have to ask questions. They're not going to tell you more than they need to, but if you know what questions to ask, they'll give you the right answers. So if you want to go to school, go to school. There are some great programs. Tom Savini's program I heard is really good. Uh, Cinema Makeup School out here in Burbank is great. Uh, MUD, you know, those are all great programs if you have the money. Sure. <laughs> I'm trying to set you up, Brady. I'm trying to help you get get you clients. Oh, is that you? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can teach anybody if the price is right. If the price is right, that's right. <laughs> I'm trying to help yeah, yeah. you, man. I'm trying to help out. I'm. I honestly, I I I've never like if if somebody wanted to learn from me, I wouldn't charge them anything. It just cover costume materials mm-hmm. for your project, and we're good to go. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, not to say that there are unteachable people. There's no, there are. There are. Never say that. I will tell you, as somebody, like, yeah. we have interns here. Yeah. There are interns. Me, bro. That was me. No, obviously, Lana's teachable because she's sitting there now. Right. Oh. Um, but there are there are interns that were here for a week, and we were like, this isn't going to work. Like, we really appreciate your effort. Like, you, right. you have great effort. I know but exactly I, who he's talking about, too. Oh, but I'm we're sure. trying to teach you, and it goes in, and they're just like, all right, yeah. it's a podcast. You're like, yeah, that was last week. We need to learn how to post production. Right. <laughs> That's why I would never teach, though. Just because, like, you you want to try and help as much as you can, but there's also a, a limit. Like, you got to go, like, okay, they're just not getting. And it. and you can't teach them everything. They have to no. also want to have yeah. a drive to go learn more. Mm-hmm. Which there's great programs. Stan Winston School. Honestly, you can subscribe to their uh, their system, and they have videos from like the leading industry professionals yeah. that can teach you everything. That's where I would go. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I yeah. I mean, being here in Vegas, that's honestly where I got most of my curriculum was, was from sure. there. Just having a subscription to that and on any any amount of off time, just watching everything, mm-hmm. just having that library of knowledge to go back to. to yeah, I, I still use it to this day just to go back and be like, okay, 
I forgot how to glue the hair punch. <laughs> yeah. Hair punching. So let me go back in and figure out how to do this. Yeah. I'm assuming there's a lot on YouTube too, right? There yeah, is. There's some. Oh, to, some. You have to find the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Some people just don't teach the right way to do things and yeah. it, it can honestly be super say. unsafe. Yeah, absolutely. Like life casting people. Yeah, you could kill someone. You oh my God. Yeah, so we're going to work with uh, fiberglass today. You don't need a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just go ahead and raw, raw dog it in there. Let me, I, let I was going to say that there's some teachers, like, just because you're really good at something doesn't mean you know how to teach it. Right. That's right. Also, well, that's right. the problem yeah. with a lot of professors. Is exactly. Oftentimes, they're not teachers. They are just... They're just good at what they're doing. Like like UNLV, for example. I was going to go there for jazz studies. Mm -hmm. The professor there, he's a good teacher, but he is a professor because he was touring with all of the big jazz musicians um. growing up. And then, like, he does Seth MacFarlane stuff. He did oh, okay. uh, the Family Guy theme song. Uh, some of the stuff on Ted. He was a piano player on Pocahontas. Yeah. So like he and like it's funny. My dad always says the people who can do the the ones who can't teach. Yeah. And like it's kind of true. Yes. Like I have I have um I have friends that are like trying to go the teaching route because they just can't find gigs. Yeah. And it's like and then they're teaching how to get gigs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I'm okay. I'm starting up an editing podcast here pretty soon and like the first episode is gonna be like, how do you find gigs? Because that's <laughs> the number one question. Sure. And you should take it from people not who <laughs> you should take it from the people who upload a video like once every six months because they're too busy working right. to be teaching. True. So they're the they're, that's who you wanna be. You don't wanna be the mm -hmm. guy who's like, I just wanna learn how to make courses. <laughs> right. No, you wanna be able to have the knowledge so that way when you do make courses, you're not full of shit. Right. No, and there are a lot of people that are full of shit. So, so with that, when is when is the Santino course coming? Um, you know what? In, Stan Winston course win. Yeah, it, it, well, hey, if they reach out any day. But um, no, honestly, like if I were to do it, I, I would want to have many, 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 many more years of experience because I learn every day. And, and that's something that I think that a lot of people should keep in their like back of their mind when they're trying to learn this stuff is like you're not going to get it overnight. It's very complex. It's honestly a science in many ways. You have to learn chemicals and compounds and how things go together. And I wonder why you like Breaking Bad so much. You're like, I'm him. <laughs> you feel like it sometimes, especially yeah. when you're not wearing a mask and you walk out of there feeling like, whoa, did I just do meth? Like, yeah. <laughs> Those epoxy fumes get pretty brutal. They do, yeah. <laughs> so you've already accomplished so much. And I mean, I mean... You're, you seem like a very humble person, so you're going to tell me no. You're like, I still got so much more to do. But what is actually next for you? Like, what do you want to be doing next? Like, you've already started working on these big projects. Like, what – like, for me, for example, like, okay, I have a podcast, but what's mm -hmm. next with the podcast? Like, like what's the next sure. goal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, again, right before the, the strike happened, um, I just opened my first production studio. And so kind of where I want to shift my career into the next level is um, – I really want to find artists who are really, really talented, who have stories that they want to tell, and give them a platform that's, like, not toxic. I mean, look, I love Hollywood. I do. I, I have a great, great respect and love for the industry. But it is a club. But it is a club, and trust me, if you think things got better after, like, Me Too and all that, <laughs> oh. they didn't. They got so much worse <laughs> because they just got better at hiding it. And, it, look, like I said, I'm not here to, like, spread that kind of stuff but i just want to create a space that's like not toxic and there are a lot of places in hollywood that are just bred on toxicity you know so that's kind of my thing is like telling stories you don't need to have the hugest budget you know 
just have really creative people that are passionate, that want to be there, who are good people, you know? That's that's kind of the next move, I think. I think it's kind of the, the model we have here. Yeah. Because we'll hire, like, Lana's a prime, I keep going back to Lana, but Lana's a prime, she knew nothing mm-hmm. yeah. coming in. And, but if you, like, we... We have like a new internship program through the city where we're mm-hmm. going to get a lot of help and a lot of employment, a lot of people paid. Um, but like the interview is more of like a vibe check. It's not so much yeah. a. It's not yeah. so much a. Can you do the job? Because we'll we'll get you there. Mm-hmm. It's a. Can we be around you? Can you be around us? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna? Because a big thing about this studio in particular is a lot of the clients love the energy here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not an uptight corporate place. We're just right. Come hang out. Like, and. So, you, like what you're saying, like you kind of have to make sure everybody fits. Right. Because if it doesn't fit, it'll fall apart. Hundred percent. Because that's and, what makes people want to work together. Right. right. Yeah. Like if you some there's that there's that energy of like I don't want to go to work, and it makes you give twenty percent. Whereas you're like I want to go to Sticky Paws. I'm gonna give a hundred. It's a Saturday today. Right. The last three yeah. days I've worked over twelve hours every day. Me sure. too. But you love it. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. This is why I'm sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. No, 100%. And and unfortunately, the way the industry works right now is you, you can work 12 hours and literally hate every second. Yeah. You can hate every second. Just and because every of the single person. And you'll make person. 150 bucks. Right. <laughs> right. Making nothing. And that's why I stand in solidarity with these folks that are fighting for their money. Because it's like, hey, the things they have to go through to, to be in this industry and to provide everyone with entertainment. You know, I, I've seen a lot of people post on social media like, Oh, Hollywood's been shut down for, you know, six months or whatever. I haven't noticed a thing. Guess they're not that important. It's like, man, you have to understand, these people work so, so hard to entertain you. That's why they're there, because they they have a passion for what they're doing and because they want to make you smile, you know? And so what they're asking for, I think, isn't out of the question. There are certain ways that they're going about things I disagree with and, and maybe certain aspects of what they're fighting for that maybe need to be restructured or reworked. But at the core, just respect these people because without them, what do you have? You know, you need these creative people to keep creating. That's that's the job. Yeah, I think Ron Perlman said it best. You know where the fuckers live. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He's straight up. I mean, did you see his? Oh, I did. It was, uh, I was like, God was damn, Hellboy, go get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, honestly, his videos are great because I think that he breaks it down in a really... You, tell, mean, you can tell he cares. Right. Yeah. You, you can sense the passion behind it. He loves what he does. He loves his craft. But he's also not going to take shit. Like, he, he wants everybody to get their fair shake. And I think that that's more than fair. You know? I mean, if we're being honest, without everybody else getting their fair share, it makes his life a lot harder. Sure. Yeah. Let's just say, okay, we worked it out. We have all these scabs now to come do this work. But we still need Ron Perlman. He's going to have people that aren't aware or artists seasoned right. doing right. the same thing and you're gonna be like why couldn't we've just made this work right everybody could have been happy well it's it's power that's that's yeah. ultimately what it boils down to because I, I think if you break it down like what people are asking for they're wasting more money now by not having people work than if they just paid them what they want i think the ai thing is the bigger issue yeah i mean i use i use ai to help with like scripts but i still sure. have a script writer for our our documentaries right. and i'd much rather have Somebody, because like it feels good to be like, okay, I'm providing somebody with an opportunity, right? I'm providing somebody. Granted, we can't really afford to pay them, but the goal is ultimately, like, I would like, like Franny, for example, even though he wouldn't, because he has other passions that are mm-hmm. tremendous. Mm-hmm. I would ultimately like to be able to just pay these guys and just be like, you're just doing this full time, right? Hundred percent. 
Because, again, they're here. They love it. They're, they're willing to do it for free. Right. But that makes you want to pay them even more. Correct. You know, last whereas, night, for example. <laughs> right. You guys were out one thirty in the morning, you said? Yeah. 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 I mean, you don't do that if you hate if, the people yeah, you're working right. with and hate what you're doing. You don't. So um, all the respect. And I think that uh, I, I'm, I'm really optimistic, though, that they're going to come to a middle ground where everybody's happy. And hopefully we can all get back to work because I'm not even in the union, but like it's affected me 100 percent. Yeah. Not at Immortal Masks. Thank God. They're great. They've kept me employed even through the pandemic and everything. And our business doesn't get affected at all. But for people that literally gig jump and they go from film to film, I don't know how they're doing. Yeah, legitimate freelancers right now. Yeah. It's brutal. It's really brutal. Well, you just mentioned them, I and we haven't even talked about them, but both of you have experience. But let's get into Mortal Masks a little yeah. bit. So what is what is that like? What has that been for you? I mean, honestly, it, that is the closest thing that I can equate to what it must have felt like to work in a shop in the 80s. It is a family. Like, everyone gets along so well, and it is constant evolution in the craft Oh, yeah. in people's abilities. I mean, you want to talk about boundary pushing? The things that they can do with silicone masks, I don't think anybody ever thought could no. be possible. No. And they're no constantly way. innovating. Yeah. So I give them a lot of respect. Like I said, they hired me literally in the middle of pandemic. I went in to buy a set of glass eyes off them for a bust <laughs> I made. And it just so happened that they had lost somebody or whatever. And they were like, hey, we know you just left, but like, can you come back? Like, what's up? And Andrew's like, I think I want you to interview for the paint department. I was like, oh, cool. Went back, literally got the job that day. And, uh, (laughs) well, and the thing was, is I said, well, okay, but like Star Trek's getting ready to gear back up for another season. So like, I can probably only be here for like two, three months, help you get through Halloween season. And then when they call me, I got a, I got a split, you know, three years later. I mean, I'm (laughs) I'm still there and I've still been able to work on Star Trek, which is great. I mean, Andrew and George have been very, very good to me. And, um, well, I feel like, you know, oh, we have somebody, you know, obviously they, they're not a small time thing. They have, they have great, great things they've done, Yeah, yeah. but it only helps them if it's like, you know, like here, like if Lana were to go film other people, Mm -hmm. like we encourage that because then it's like, okay, well she's going to go hone her craft and it's going to result in better returns here as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So they yeah. probably, I mean, I'm assuming you probably know exactly that, but like that's mm-hmm. probably what they were. Oh, he's gonna go work on Star Trek. Okay, cool. We'll we'll work it out. Yeah. Hey, you want to come use the shop all night and paint through the night? Yeah. Great. Here's a key. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, and that's that's literally how I managed to get through it. Now, don't get me wrong. That was brutal. That was working 16 hour days or whatever again, and that was on season five of Star Trek, which unfortunately was their last season. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about that, um, again, not to. Pat myself on the shoulder. But Do it. it! It is a fun story. I started on Star Trek back on season one um, as a runner. I, I was hired literally oh. to just go like buy materials and like clean up around the shop. And it just so happened that um, they had lost the painter throughout the course of that season, like really early on too. It was like the very start of the season. And uh, they were like, all right, who here knows how to hold an airbrush? And I was just like, I, I can. So the the paint lead of Star Trek, uh, Tim Gore, who's a... Tim a, Gore! Yeah, he's an amazing yeah. artist and, and an icon in our craft. Um, he was like, all right, Sonny, here's the deal. I need you to paint me an alien. You got the weekend. Come back in with an alien. We'll, we'll talk about it. I didn't have any alien molds or anything, so I was like, 
well, I guess I'm sculpting and molding an alien this weekend. Oh, shit. So I went home, sculpted this <laughs> alien, um, painted it, brought it in Monday morning, and he was like, all right, you got the job. And so I started just, you know, painting basically like anything. Whatever they threw at me, I was like, all right, I'm down. I'd never painted silicone before. I was literally learning on the job, just like I was told. Get into a shop and just meet the right people and you'll learn way more. And that's what happened. And then flash forward five seasons, now they're calling me and they're saying, hey, how about you just do this whole season by yourself? And I was like, great, Damn. perfect. So other than like a handful of like small things that like I think they got like some people to do just because they knew how swamped I was and they were like, all right, let's give them a little bit of a break. Um, I did that entire season single-handedly. And that really was a great little capstone to that whole experience. It was five years of my life, and uh, I'm very proud of the work that was done on that show. You should be, man. It's incredible yeah. work. Thank it's you. It's incredible work. Like, seriously, I have a lot of a lot of just images from that show and your mm -hmm. paintwork saved in a reference folder just oh, for myself. That's just because it's... He looks at it with, like, a, a glass of wine, and he's like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's very flattering. I, I do appreciate that very much. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and again, I got to give it to my my boss who owns the shop, Glenn Hetrick. I mean, he's he's been very good to me too over the years. So, uh, without these people that I've made contacts with, like, I I wouldn't be here. So, I I really really have to give it up to just like I've been very fortunate to find good people who want to support. That's tremendous. Good. So yeah. before we go, I want to feel like I'm in with you guys. Uh, what are some like do's and don'ts of like while you're in the shop? Like, what, like I, I have tech theater experience. I've been in the shop. I understand there's like, okay, hey, don't fuck around with shit. But like, yeah. you know, what's some like industry stuff that like you guys probably think is like trivial now? But like Lana and I would be like, oh, what? Don't get too high. That's we yeah. have that rule here now. Oh, That's yeah. the biggest rule. <laughs> we have that rule here now, so I get that. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, keep it keep it on the DL if you're gonna do that. Um, Unless, no, unless, unless you're, you're, unless you're out, okay. immortal in the sculpting well, room. <laughs> no comment there. No comment. Or is that kind of like required? <laughs> well, hey, look, I'm not. Oh God, my family's going to watch this. Um, <laughs> hi, know, mom. Hi, dad. Yeah, hi, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it's it's helpful. You know, you, you, you definitely can get out of your overthinking, and that's that's very helpful sometimes. But then there are some people that overdo it, yeah. and then they yeah. just zone out, and you're like, oh, okay, well, we got to let them go because. We can't just have them stony baloney all day long. Yeah, I feel like I feel like getting <laughs> that happened high here. <laughs> I feel like getting yeah. high at work has like a, a really good balance. Like if like yeah. especially yeah. like here, if I know I'm gonna be just editing all day, mm -hmm. I'll I'll get a little, you know, a little loosey goosey and I'm like, all right, right, cool. And then I'm just like, Oh, I can hit my flow state way quicker and then I'm 100%. just cool, I'm getting stuff done. But yeah. I do agree, if you're trying to smoke yourself like stupid and become barbecued <laughs> in the back, like don't do that. No. Don't do that. No, and don't do, like, harder stuff. I mean, you want to smoke oh, a little no. weed, that's yeah. fine. But, like... You, what if you have an all-nighter? You, all you can't freebase cocaine and just be like, I'm going to get everything done right now. <laughs> if it was the 80s, that's pretty much all they did. But, um... <laughs> no, I mean, it's not healthy. That's the thing. Like, being at a point where, like, all the people from the 80s, like, now are the, like, veterans of the industry, some are still going strong, and some are great, and some are really, really, like regimented people but a lot of some of the best artists you could possibly imagine have put themselves in a situation where those things really caught up with them and that was a good lesson for me like i saw all that and i was like 
not that I was ever interested in doing hard drugs or anything like that. I, I was really against all that stuff, but I was like, oh, that's why you don't do that. Because this person had so much going for them. And now look at all the health problems they have, the addiction issues, all that kind of stuff. It, you know, it, I get it. I understand. There's been times where, like, I'm literally falling asleep while I'm working on stuff. And I'm sure a little, you know. A little bump. A little, <laughs> little, 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 little hurt. But uh, I would not recommend it. I mean, yeah, you're you're like, you're, you're on top of your game. And then you're selling MacBooks and never fulfilling the... The end of the bargain and giving people the MacBooks that you sold them. Yep, that's that's one way of putting it. <laughs> I know Franny would know what I was talking inside, about. That's inside baseball. That's inside baseball. That's, <laughs> that's like that's like in the locker room baseball. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a music. It's a it's a music scene thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, but it true. It one hundred percent resonates with what you just said. They had so much mm -hmm. going for them. Mm -hmm. Drugs, boom, yeah. ruined. No, yeah. ruined. Did, did that to him. What about you, Franny? Do you have any other don'ts of the shop? Don't be a mouth breather. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's, Lana's, Sorry. that's Lana's rule. Um, I would say just golden rule applies. Like just be nice to everybody. Don't be a fucking asshole. Don't yeah. Don't don't freak out and yell yell at people. Yeah. That's <laughs> definitely a big one. Yeah. Like there's no reason to do that. Like if you're freaking out and yelling at your coworker because there's a misunderstanding. Maybe you need to reevaluate. Re <laughs> maybe, maybe your senior staff is yelling at an employee. That doesn't also look good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say also if you're young getting into the shop, um, it's a really good golden rule in general. Like, don't outshine the master. You know, uh, you might have yeah, all the talent. Yeah. But like, keep that to I'm yourself. Trying to dethrone them. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, and <laughs> that's the thing. A lot of them try. Yeah, and, and then they realize they get blacklisted. Yeah. They get yeah. blacklisted, but then you realize like the master's like doing something simple and you're like, "I can do that. I can do it better." And then he's like, "Okay, now go ahead and make this entire movie happen." Yeah, right. And you're like, "Oh, fuck. I've never done that." <laughs> right. And don't get me wrong. I mean, sometimes, yeah, you can have more passion, I think, than people that have been in the industry a long time and they're jaded and they're not into yeah. it as much. Um, and I think for a lot of young folks, they come in and go like, come on, man, we're making monsters. Like, get it together. And they were like, uh, my kid's this. soccer game is at eight. Shut the fuck right. up. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, just in general, just, yeah, just be humble. Go in with uh, eyes of just wanting to learn as much as you can. And uh, and to kind of combine the, t the both of yours is... Mm -hmm. Be kind to everybody and like in a sense don't overshine the master, but be kind to everybody because you never know who the master is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you run into those people and you're like, Thank the fucking Lord I was nice, bro. <laughs> right? Oh my god, what? he thought I was genuinely humble. Oh my god, now I got opportunities and stupid shit. Like you just sometimes you're just like, Thank God I was That's nice. That's happened to me where mm -hmm. like they'll come in and talk to my boss who you met, mm -hmm. the owner of the studio, and they'll right. they'll treat him well and they'll treat me like shit. And they think like, All right, so who's doing my show? I'm like, I am. Yeah. yeah. Right. I was. Mm -hmm. Not <laughs> not going to, but I was. <laughs> But I think just, I don't know, be a good person. Have respect for people. Just yeah. Be respectful You don't have to everybody. kiss the ground they walk on, but you can no, just no, have common courtesy do for another human being. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And and always keep a sharp eye out. That's another thing, too. Cause and keep yeah. your sharps not near your eyes. Dumbass. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. No accidents in the shop. That's a loss. Do you guys, do you guys have, like, the <laughs> how many days since an accident? I don't know, because I don't, I don't think we really have too many accidents at Immortal, thank God. 
I mean, we're we're all pretty. It's because you guys don't know because you're not keeping track with the sign. Well, that could be true. <laughs> that could be true. I know we've had an incident of foam exploding a couple times. Oh but, no uh, shit! Yeah, poor one guy had long, long hair, and uh, he back pressured wrong and overfilled it, oh, and it just what? all that hair. Yeah, you have to because once it cures, you're, you're, you're there's screwed. no getting it out. Yeah, yeah, it's worse than gum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no peanut butter trick on that? No, mm. it's gone. Your hair is gone. Yeah, definitely what? don't get it in your eyes because then you're Ugh. really in trouble. Then your eyes are gone. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. He took my fucking eyes. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> with the fucking Pooh Bear? <laughs> what happened to you, Pooh? And then he says that and it's like a yeah. doll with no eyes. He <laughs> took my fucking eyes. Uh, Fran, I know you had some other questions for Santino. I don't know if you still have them at this point, but before we round out, I want to make sure because you... Did you were instrumental in getting this interview set up? So I want to make sure we give you your time. As I mean, well on I mean, we 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 asked him, you know, what inspires him, and he brought up a lot of that stuff on his own that I was going to ask him. So yeah, there were more fan questions, but like you already oh. answered them, and so I was like, eh, yeah, got him answered. Yeah. Unless you want me to say your name on the show, then yeah, right. <laughs> can can we do we have time to uh, do uh, see what Santino thinks about a ghost video? I don't know if it's gonna. Does it have audio? Um, Is the audio important? It no, I don't think so. The the it's one that we've seen before. Okay. And and on the live streams. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Okay. It, it's it's not long. It's short, but I just want to get Santino. Which one? Take which on one it. is it? I believe it's the first one. The the first one was the the pumpkin. The, one yeah, but the first. Uh, this one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, I just. Um, is it that one? Yeah, it is this one. Okay. So it's it's in a Mexican supermarket. Oh, this one. Okay, yeah. so yeah, Lana, go ahead and pull this up, and you can just restart it. I'm trying. So this this person was, is recording it off their TV for some weird reason. In the original, it doesn't do all this weird, like, staticky stuff. Glitch, yeah. Yeah. Here, let's let's pull it up, though. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead and restart it, because so they missed sorry. the glitch. I thought I was playing it. It's all good. There you go, guys. Sorry. What? <laughs> Pause it right there. It's okay. You can you can scrub it. Pause it like right there, and then see if you can like do the two finger like zoom in on it. I want to see like a close up of that. Wait, damn it. Well, yeah, it it just starts playing. Welcome to TikTok. It's a not very <laughs> good user interface. So then you can zoom in on the computer, and we can really see it. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Okay, so a couple. Of ta- we have experts in the building, so let's <laughs> let's go ahead and dive into this. So one thing that immediately like kind of has me kind of second guessing if it's if if it is real mm-hmm. is the eye glare. I know it is possible to do that. Sure. But this is in a small town in Mexico. So I don't think they have Context the budget or the funds to to fund something like this. And then and this supermarket has had a lot of 
instances of of paranormal activity happening. Like like it's centered around a pinata that they got rid of, and okay. they had to bring it back because there was like crazy shit happening. Like a uh, like a drill went off on its own, unplugged, and like like made its way towards the owner. He, like he has it on video. It's it's pretty nuts. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so this is an ongoing poltergeist displays. Yeah, interesting. I mean. You know, it's tough to say because you you could easily do that with um, LED lights in, in behind a mask. Uh-huh. I mean, from what I can tell, the only thing that makes me think that it probably is a dude in a costume is just the way that it comes up. It looks like he's hiding behind the, the stuffed animals and just like mm-hmm. lifts his head. How do we know it's not a cryptid? But how do we know? That's a great question. <laughs> Far now. I also think it's interesting too, like with most of these paranormal videos that like, very few of them have like high resolution cameras. Right. I'm always yeah. skeptical of that. I'm like, come on, man, we but, got iPhones. But now. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is I always bring this up. Uh, the did you hear about the Las Vegas alien that landed here earlier? Oh, this I year? did hear about this. So yeah. uh, we're working on we're working on that mm. currently. But wh- when in one of the interviews though, he said that when he looked at it, mm-hmm. it like it, to his naked eye, it was like blurry. Oh, it's almost like they had like a like a field around them. Interesting. Well, so that's I'm being I'm being optimistic, but yeah. I, I totally agree because in the age of we have literal 4K phones. Yeah. Why are we seeing? Yeah. But also, we had a comet that came in the other day. That's true. Um, and we, my girlfriend and I saw it, and like she tried to film it, but like on the phone, it just didn't look. Yeah. Like you couldn't even make it out, but like we we saw it vividly. You could see it, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Here's the thing. I definitely believe in the supernatural. I, I 100% believe that there are things out there, I, not to go on to a whole nother rant, but like cryptids, like I have an experience with what I think was Mothman. Oh. And you're just going to just now bring that up? Well, you know, we've been talking about other things. <laughs> um, I mean, if we have time, I'll tell you the story, but... Uh, let's, let's do it real quick. Let's okay. get this Mothman story. So when uh, I was very little, I was playing at my grandparents' house and their house is like right on the edge of the woods. It was me and my my two cousins. We were outside playing alone. My grandmother was in the house, and um, we have the same memory. That's what's crazy. Like we haven't talked about it with each other in years, but it just happened to come up when we were having like a bonfire a couple years ago, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, I remember that." Um, we were playing outside. It was the middle of the day, and we heard this like loud screeching noise from the woods. And we were like, "What the hell is that?" And we turn and. I can't explain it. It was a giant black form. It looked like it had wings. It came darting out from the trees. Dude. It was low, so it ended up hitting like a like a plastic like picnic chair, knocked it over, went up into the sky, stopped for a second, and then whew, gone. And my cousins and I have never talked about it after. We went screaming into the house, obviously. <laughs> but Talking about it now, we were like, oh, yeah, that, that happened. That was a thing. I wonder what that was. And, again, I was obsessed with this kind of stuff as a kid. So immediately I was like, it's Mothman. <laughs> and they were like, shut up. Yeah. But it was the early 2000s. Um, I can't remember exactly what year, but it either could have been pre-9-11 or oh, straight man. after. And they do say that he comes before, when, before tra- exactly. tragedy. Right. So – can't say that that's what it was. Can't say maybe it was like a turkey buzzard or something. We have very large birds in Pennsylvania. Could have been. All I know is my little five-year-old brain was like, "That's the Mothman." That's uh, crazy. That's, it. that's awesome. And you and all of your cousins saw that. Yep. 
Oh, creepy. What a way to fucking end the show, the fucking Mothman sighting. That's yeah, a rare right? one to hear. Everybody has yeah. a Bigfoot sighting. Everybody mm-hmm. has a ghost sighting. Mothman. Small Mothman. handful of people have a have a Mothman there he is. sighting. Mothman. Sweet little guy. Here is. You can find this. Uh, actually, I don't know. I think we got this on <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but Santino, I just want to say thank you so much for making the trip out here, coming on the show. I feel extremely honored to have you on. Let the people know what you have going on and where they can find you currently. Yeah, well, first off, thank you guys for having me. Uh, like course. I said, I was such a big fan, so when you asked me, I, I was really, really flattered. That, that means a lot. No, me. it really means a lot. That yeah. Before we even had you on, you were like, yeah, I listened to the show, and I was like, you what? Yeah. <laughs> it's still that so new to dope. me. Like We started the, the podcast in December, and we mm-hmm. went viral like three times, and I was like, do we have something here? Like, you 100% <laughs> have something uh, And yeah. then we realized we do have something here, and Franny yeah. and Lana have been instrumental in helping that. Franny is our... I would call him basically the our brains. Lo- well, I, wow, <laughs> wow, oh fuck you, bitch. So much shade. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I would. Franny is extremely insurmountable when it comes to our uh, our live streams. He's mm-hmm. providing us a list every week of curated videos that he finds from the community and also just from his own tiktok for you page that he's now um destroyed it's, yeah it's curated just it's all creepy videos and yeah. some starfield stuff but <laughs> uh yeah mine's all starfield stuff now but he's been instrumental lon has been instrumental with the post-production side and helping us with that um but yeah i it's an honor to have you on i'm really appreciative that we were able to get this to happen of um but yeah tell everybody what you got going on and where they can find you yeah so you can find me on instagram at uh, sffx studios um, also, I have a TikTok, Blackcraft Studios. I know that sounds conflicting, but it's because I changed my name uh, for my company. Decided to make it Blackcraft Studios because SFFX is a little bit of a mouthful. <laughs> so, But I kept the Instagram because everybody knows me as that. But um, you can find me there. Uh, and then really what I have going on right now is I'm just trying to get my show made. And I want to make more indie horror. So if you want to uh, support that, follow my page and, uh, you know. Keep keep sharing the videos because that's only going to help us get some stuff made. So, yeah, thank you guys. Perfect, Franny. What you got going on? Where can the peeps find you? Um, Besides in the live chat on yeah. the Bizarre Junkies live streams. <laughs> uh, catch me on the live chat. Uh, but Instagram, TikTok, just my handle, uh, Franny Marujo. Um, I directed a music video. So yeah, when's uh, that coming out? When do we do a timeline for that? Uh, we're still working on it. Uh, we ran into into some health issues. Oh. So right now we're on hold, but uh, the main part of it is done. Uh, I honestly couldn't have done it without the help of Immortal Mask. Santino helped me out with pain ideas and everything for for a lot of You're that. You're collecting twenty percent from that video revenue, right? <laughs> Well, you know, but now that you mentioned it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as soon as as soon as we're able to uh, get this, get these other scenes uh, shot, um, should be pretty soon. Very nice. I'm excited. I know Lana was in it. Lana, yeah, Lana was, was in made it. an appearance. Yeah. Uh, you it asked me so to make fun. an appearance, but I uh, I had other commitments at the time, so I wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. It was more baby boy's huh? birthday. Yeah, it was, it was my little one's birthday, I, so I couldn't. That is more important. Yeah, is, yeah. Fuck 100%. you, Franny. I've known you longer, but <laughs> I've known you longer. You don't even love him. You don't even love him. You don't even know him. <laughs> what was his name again? <laughs> oh, my child's name. Lana, where can people find you? What you got? What you got going on? 
I have nothing going on except being a sticky pod studio. What do you mean? You have an entire podcast. What the fuck do you mean? You well, have I have, well, my podcast is my podcast. I said laughing with Lana. You guys can follow me there. Um, but <laughs> I was trying to set her up for it. She's like, no, I have like, nothing going on. Going on. I'm like, no, I have nothing going on except sticky pod studios. I am here all day, every day. That's I will be too. your producer. I will be your engineer. I will be your, I will be your everything. I'll be your bitch made bitch. I, be oh your <laughs> I will be your bitch. If you have a podcast and you want to start one, Come to Sticky Paws, I got you. But they can find me at Lana <laughs> Chaires Comedy. I like you have to say it like that now. I know because I say cherries and people spell C H E R R I E S and it's oh. it's C H A I R E Z. It's chair easy cherries. People don't people it's Chaires. I have to say it in Spanish. Lana Chaires Comedy. This just made it complicated, so let's just skip that part. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm sure I'm sure I'm tagged in Bizarre Junkies at some point. Find me there. <laughs> it should be. I think you're tagged in almost every clip you make. That's my point. I, I yeah, I think I tagged. I'm like, Lana made the clip. I got to tag her. Yeah, you better, dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's why AI is coming. Damn. <laughs> treat me like that. They'll treat you worse. That's why I tell ChatGPT, please. So when they do take over, they'll kill me quickly. That's oh my god! They won't turn me into like a like a like a, a, a meat farm. Wow, we just turned this real dark right yeah. at the end. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, if robots take over the world, I hope they like transform me into like a robot penis, and I'm just like a really huge <laughs> robot dick. That shoots out. All right. Well, well thank you to everybody for watching. Uh, you can check out all of our stuff in the links down below. Uh, we have some cool things coming up. We have a ghost hunt shoot we're gonna be doing next month i would like to have that out before halloween we'll see that's gonna be a tight turnaround on production but we'll see how that goes um but thanks again to everybody watching you can find all of our links down below and until next time stay bizarre stay bizarre